stories turn songs into symphonies, events into memories, and lives into legends. In our crowded world, knowing your story cuts through the noise so you can make your mark, whether you want to sell more books, increase profits, or just make a difference. At Sterling & Stone, story is our business. The Story Studio Podcast is where we explore ways we can all tell our stories better. And now, with the Story Studio Podcast, number 48, here's Johnny, Sean, and Dave. Welcome to the Story Studio Studio Podcast, where Dave is already done. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah the topic is going to be things that we're excited about this year, and so therefore, we're done. <laughs> uh, so do you want to frame the idea of things that we're excited about as to what the hell that actually means? Because... I don't know. There's a lot of fun, exciting things, but this is kind of be, well, okay. So let me tell a little bit of backstory because I know that I just said you frame it, but I'll give it my two cents <clears throat> is, um, and I may be repeating this story, but I don't think I've told it on, um, the story studio podcast is we've been saying, you probably heard this for a while, 2018 is Sterling and Stone's year. Right. So, and that's what we said since 2015. 14. Yeah. <laughs> we've been, been saying, okay, 2018 is the year. And so I, I no shit January 1st, 2018, it was like, it was like waiting for Y2K to like launch nukes. I was just Johnny like, okay, I'm ready. Like with an umbrella expecting cash to just like fall from the heavens. Right. So fast forward and we're in January of 2019 and 2018 simultaneously very much was Sterling and Stone's year. But also in the comparison I've been making is like a monkey's paw where it's like, you know, I want to attend a fancy dinner. No, not as the Andre. And so that's a little... A little of the way is like, um, yeah, so very much it was our year, but I thought, I thought universe, I thought we had an understanding that this is the year we get rich. This is the year where we have like huge monetary success and it was not our year in that way, but yet it's like, oh, I have to kind of, oh, okay, universe like that. It very much was our year in terms of redefining our direction and, um, just really getting lined up in a way that now 2019 to bring this full circle. That's why I think 2019 is our year in terms of what I thought last year was going to be. Yeah, I agree with all of that um, because we did say it was our year. And there were several times during um, 2018 where uh, Johnny and I met to kind of recalibrate and said, so our year, <laughs> how's it going? Is it still our year? And every creative decision, every... Um, like infrastructural our- decision, the way the company's organized, what we're going after, what our goals are, how we behave ourselves... Yeah, our our word for last year was focus, and we could not have focused any harder. We really, I, I mean, I give us 100% on that. I, I think we lived our, actually, I would say the last time we lived our word as well was um, back in 2013 when it was produced, and we were just- like, And I think we right. named that in retrospect. I think that we named, we only gave it 2013 a word until it was 2014, and we had a word for that year. Yeah, that that's probably true. So this actually, as an assigned word, this was the best year ever. And we did. We started out just with a big old giant, um, you know, organizational machete and just get rid of that idea, get rid of that idea. And and anything that wasn't story-based was an obstacle to where we wanted to go. And so we just kept cutting and cutting and started with finding the right partners for Story Shop, which, wow, did that work out. Uh, Johnny and I got to actually... Um, play with it just a couple of days ago and um, it'll be, you know, we'll, we'll be, we'll be using it as a company within a few days. 
Um, and it'll be a game changer for us. But we never could have taken it to that finish line. We really needed those partners who could finish building it and scale it and you know get it out to the world. Um, and, and we just did that all year long. And, and then even by the end of the year, we were cutting even more. So, okay, we've cut everything else and now we just have story, but we still have all these different series, all these different you know universes. What are we gonna do? We're just gonna focus on one. And so right now, everyone in the company is working in the same universe. And that's, I mean, Dave and Johnny and myself have never worked in the same universe before. And now all of a sudden- Literally, Dave the- spun off into a different branch <laughs> of that universe. It's that guy yeah, in a Target. 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 <laughs> yeah. So we've not worked in the same world before, and now we're all working in the same world, but so is everybody else. So when we have, earlier in the year, we knew, okay, we're going to move into production. That's going to be important to us. There's no way we can scale all of our, we can't scale our writing time, but we can surely scale our ideas. So let's produce, let's get new authors. And we did, but, you know, it's hard to have writer's rooms where, okay, now you're talking about this book and now you're talking about this series and now you're talking about this world and everything's, you know, disparate and disorganized. And once we have, okay, our, our writer's rooms are focused on this world, these stories, these characters, these problems, these marketing concerns, and we're just going to be able to go a lot, lot faster. And we'll have details like much, much later in the year as we roll out on this, but we're, but we're doing really well there. So creatively, it's been amazing. But also, we haven't published anything in months now. I mean, like a title here or there, but really, it's been most of the year we haven't published. And so that's a problem because, you know, we have all the outgoing money. We have all the outgoing money for our living expenses. We have all the outgoing money for um, all of our staff. You know, we're paying out some royalties or some advances. That, in addition to all the, you know, all the the production costs of covers and everything, you know, getting these books to market, and right now they're just kind of stacking up. We've got lots of books that are done but not out at market, so we spent all the money up front. So 2018 was definitely not financially our year, but we're poised for it to be our year now. So you know, with all that set up, what are the things that we're all most excited about? Should we each pick like three? Um, we can start with Dave and he can like pass. Wait, yeah, I'm really <laughs> curious. I'm really curious curious what the framework is on this because is it is it things that we're excited about in the marketplace or is it things that we're excited about personally? Because I know that we aren't any, talking about everything talking. that we're doing. Yeah, I think I think however however we each individually want to answer it. Like let's just do one, one, one and 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 keep the keep the ball rolling. But I am serious about starting with Dave because I'm very curious to what he's going to say. I, I, <laughs> I actually think Dave has a lot to be excited about this year. Um, but I also think that, that Dave sometimes has, has a hard time seeing that kind of stuff. And um, it's, it is easier to focus on no and negative than yes and rainbows. Well, to, to begin with, 2018 was the most anxiety-inducing year of my life. And that's uh, Dave anxiety-producing. <laughs> oh, my God. How is that even possible? Yes. Uh, so, so it, it is, uh, it, it, it's, it's it, I, I, you know, to harken back to our last episode, assuming these are in sequential order, I, I feel like the person in Bird Box with a blindfold on. Like, okay, this is going to work. This is going to work. Dave Box. <laughs> yeah, Dave Box. I would write that. I would watch you, that. 
It's a new monthly subscription. You get a box of stuff from Dave. Dave's uh, not, Dave's cookies. I'm not even kidding. This is how you clean out your garage finally. <laughs> like you just have people. Maybe you only need like ten subscribers, and they give you a hundred dollars a month, and you just send them a box full of shit. Dave box. I love that. And then you. It's have, like, like Trunk Club. Right, but Dave old shit. Like you can throw in books. I know you have stacks of newspapers that you haven't thrown out. Thank what you. good hoarder doesn't? <laughs> Well, in my case, I have newspapers that I actually wrote for, so they're not like other people's newspapers. Oh, even worse, you'll never get rid of them. I love that he actually did have the newspaper. Well, yeah, why not? I wrote a lot of good stories and took great pictures. Are you ever, ever going to read them again? Yes. Why not? And before, no, after you Harry Potter, find them online because the newspaper went out of business. So the newspapers I have are probably the only ones in existence. <laughs> He's never going to get rid of them. The what? internet's forever, dude. You can find them. Online. They weren't on the internet. My, my, my newspaper did not have a fucking website. So. Oh wow! Yeah, why well, you think they went out of business? Just go to wow. um, go to go to Reddit's black market Dave section. <laughs> I've been reading a lot about like the um, the, the Silk Road and all the um, the you know the the I don't know the black the Silk side Road. Of yeah, the Silk Road is on. It's on the. Set the road outside the your house. <laughs> no, it's on the dark web. It's where you. It's where he gets like his comfort guns and drugs and all that shit. Mm. But I bet you Dave could have like a hearty little like um, setup on. <laughs> what what right, what's the show back. about again? I don't even remember. Okay, so what's exciting? Worst show ever, right? Yeah. Oh, so so yeah, I'm I'm excited to write in the world that we're all writing in. Um, you know, we we wrote three books, and as I'm. Uh, reading over um sean's work I, i'm i'm thinking of you know maybe even other stuff that we can do in, in this world or collaborate on other worlds and th- there something else that we're returning to later that i'm i'm super excited about um but i can't talk about it because we don't talk about names here anymore so. <laughs> great okay, so, idea sean <laughs> so so you're wait no 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 i can clarify here so you're excited about getting into writing again and yes you know um and I think I think our collaboration in the last few months has been a little rushed because we're we're trying to get this. Uh, Dave and I joined a trilogy, and uh, and Johnny and I are used to working really fast and dirty. And we decided October that we were going to knock out a trilogy at the end of the year. Um, and then great I'm like, timing on that. <laughs> yeah, we're going to do the same thing. So Dave and I. Uh, and Johnny and I started both on November 5th. And um, as of now, we finished six books between the three of us, uh, you know, in that time. And it was fun. Like, I know it's been a little harried with, with Dave, for sure. He had to rush through outlines, which wasn't easy for him. And he has to rush through. Do you say harried or hairy? Both. Both. And, um, and I, I read incredibly slow. And Sean's like, I'm fucking editing faster than you're reading, you fuck. <laughs> <laughs> That's a true statement. <laughs> I'm like, look, you can't read slower than I edit. That's just not fair. You'd be surprised how slow I read. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, so, so the energy of actually telling stories again. And one thing, Dave's real um, intermittent. Like, he doesn't show up at all of our meetings at all. Like, you never know if Dave's going to be in a, a writer's room or not. But everybody's Surprise, always, yeah, he, everybody's happy when he's there. 
And I do see, like if I was there all the time, people would not be happy to see me. I know this I, about it's like me. Girl Scout cookies. If they're available all the time, nobody'd like them. Yes. yes. I, I, think that I, I do like that Dave um, is not only uh, engaging more with the company, but uh, in ways that are, are great. And I see it being an awesome part of this year. Yeah. The last story meeting I was at, I, I felt I added some good contributions to that. So. You totally would have today. It was it was it was good brainstorming. Yeah, well, I couldn't wake up that early and also do this for the three p.m. meeting. Four p.m. your time. I up all my reading. God yes, damn. Okay, let me just help you with the language here because you're not going to get made fun of if you're like, look, I couldn't get up after you know the twenty hours of editing I did. But when you say I can't get up that early and it's four p.m. No one will ever have sympathy for you. It's ever. all relative, man. <laughs> well, you can't be up during the day. There's that family around. <laughs> Schedule is um, definitely conducive to negligence. Um, I'm actually, <laughs> I'm actually excited about a thing that I think a lot of people are not excited about, and um, cancer. Scared about? I'm very pro cancer right now. <laughs> it's really into that. No, it's, um, I think that the marketplace is changing. Um, so this is not specific to Sterling and Stone. I'm talking about the market itself as indie authors. I don't think it's a surprise to anybody that the market is changing. Um, people are reporting in, in a very typical indie author, the sky is falling sort of way. Like that's the vibe that you hear. Um, I'm actually excited about that. I think that there's been a lot of, um, uh, say purely tactical sort of shit that's been possible for a long time. I think that it's been possible to game the system without actually being a competent author in a way that um, is usually expected. Like, you know, the traditional definition of writing good books and having fans who like your books and all that stuff. I think it's been skewed enough that there's a lot of tactical advantage that maybe is unearned or something. There's been a lot of churn trying to find a good book on Amazon without knowing specifically what book you're looking for is like a nightmare. The discovery is shit and it is causing a lot of agita, but I'm actually very excited about this. Um, I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm pleased to see it happen because I think that those of us who are putting in, who are actually doing things right are going to really benefit. Uh, yeah, I absolutely agree with that. <laughs> I think it's the the people who have waited it out and, and are actually gifted storytellers and are, you know, able to connect with their readers and doing it the right way. Um, you know, they've been patient while a lot of, you know, lesser authors are, are kind of raking it in. Um, I, I think it's an SEO correction. You know, we've seen this. It's the Panda update thing. I'm sure I've said that a billion times. Because the Amazon um, customers are not having a good experience. That has to change. Yeah, right. It has to change. And, you know, good books make a difference. So, yeah, I, I a thousand percent agree with, with Johnny. And I also think that we're very well poised to take advantage of that. Um, you know, we've We've been really, really deliberate about not selling out and not doing, you know, cheap shit or stuff that we would regret later. And or know, we've tried that and it hasn't worked. You know, <laughs> but this year we've we've really done a, a a good job of stockpiling quality stories for later, and and I like that. The thing I'm excited about um, is uh, getting really good at pitch packages. Um, you know, we we saw a lot of examples of pitch packages, and we you know, uh, we're fortunate enough at the last part of last year to, um, get in several rooms where we were able to pitch. I think pitch that in what have, way? Um, pitch RIP, 
um, <laughs> to, you know, to hopefully get um, film or television. And I, I think that, that Johnny and I came back from LA on our trips feeling pretty confident that we can do that. We can get in the room. All we need is, you know, a sharp idea and we're articulate, we're enthusiastic, we're passionate about our work. And, you know, we understand now kind of what people are looking for, what the pitch package should look like and feel like. And we have a lot of stories to mine. So as those relationships develop, um, we're going to be able to, um, oh, this person will like that thing. Let's get a pitch package together. And I'm, I'm really excited to, uh, to figure that out. You know, okay, we'll need... For this pitch package, we're going to need a script, we're going to need a synopsis, and we're going to need blah, 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 blah. And then we go and we all work as a team to get all, you know, the stuff together. And then Johnny and I go out to L.A. and um, or maybe if Dave gets over his fear of flying, <laughs> he joins us and we all we all pitch. I think that that's going to be a lot of magic this year. I'm really, really excited about it. I, I do like things that we started back in 2012. Um, feel like they're starting to finally pay off. Like the uh, the investment in in time and doing things the right way, I think, um, set us up for a lot of great things, and I am excited about that. And well, that that's to Johnny's point, right? Like we we told good stories, and because we told good stories that are not based on algorithm or churn, they have value seven years later. They still do. Our most of our money this year came from old stuff. Um, because we weren't producing new stuff, but our old stuff was good enough that it endured and that it's still sparking interest. And that's that's a powerful place to be. You know, um, we have, Dave and I have one little series that, you know, we always really loved it, but it, it never really did that well. Um, well, it's got a chance to do well in a totally different context this year. And it's because the story is good. It's because the characters are good. The world is good. And so we've been really... Um, really allegiant to sticking to our core competency last year, which is telling stories. And I think that that well, just moving us- into it, right? Like at the beginning of the year, we didn't, that's been the year of learning the core competencies and learning that less is, is more. Almost always. Right. Um, Except when it comes to those fun size Snickers, they're not fun. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> I've actually, um, I read, I read essentialism last year at this time. And, uh, you know, I, th- I think it really helped kind of frame what we wanted from the year and that we are focusing and that it's okay to do less because you could do more with it. And even though I feel like I learned that lesson, I got that lesson, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, it's definitely become a part of me. I'm still taking the time to read the book again this year because I know everything in it, but I still think it's good to just hear it. Yeah, I've, I've, always, I've always believed in that, and it's the sort of thing that it's, it's hard to believe in. It's because the culture doesn't usually work that way. The idea of work more, produce more, um, rapid fire, rapid iteration, like those things are important in certain contexts. But there is, I mean, that's that Protestant work ethic thing, like the idea that you would do less is not something that's normally a good thing by most people's standards. And, um, that's something I've always believed. And I think it's something that we're finding to be true, that it really is okay to just pause and decide, you know, aim, it's a ready aim fire rather than a ready fire aim. And really like take your time. Um, I mean, long-term, uh, and, and I'll just, I'll go ahead and go into my thing that I, my other thing that I'm excited about is the return of sort of pure story to our schedule. So we have another two and a half months of fulfilling, 
old Smarter Artist obligations. We have officially stopped doing all of it. We have had our last Smarter Artist sale. I mean, there's literally one ticket for one live event left still around the summit, and that that's it. As far as selling, we're not going to sell anything else. We're not going to create anything else in terms of education, and we do have to fulfill. Like, we have obligations for another until the end of the first quarter. And then beyond that, it's going to be like this blue sky. We just tell stories in very di- various different ways. Maybe we start writing original screenplays. We're doing more adaptations, doing more meetings within the company for different story worlds, continuing to write. And um, I think where I was going with this was I'm look I'm still looking forward to the day. And Sean and I talked about this, where you know, say two hours a day like that, you just have to consume. Like you just you have to watch great TV or movies or read a book, and that's that's part of the workday. You have to do that. That's not something you do in your casual time. That is what you do for work. And so being able to focus on this is purely what we're doing and we're going to do less but do it better. I mean, that's essentialism, right? Less but better. Isn't that kind of the yeah, tagline? Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Is, is amazing. Dave, do you have something else or just the one thing? Uh, the, well, the all other about thing. essentialism. Well, the, <laughs> other like, thing, well, the other thing isn't uh, work-related so much, but just that I – I've been eating healthier and exercising more and losing weight and I'm continuing to lose weight. And, um, I, this will be the year that I get down to my goal weight. And I am excited about that because I am looking forward to not feeling like shit. You don't have to tell us what it is, but do you have a goal weight? Yeah. I've had a goal weight forever. Uh, two, two twenty five. So, yeah. Okay. Wait, I want to stop there for a second because I love what I just heard. Me too. Because you, you didn't say this is the year I try to get to my goal weight. This is a, like you, you were very emphatic about the way you just said that, which was like everybody hit that 30 second back button maybe twice. And Dave's rare the moment of optimism. Yeah. You, you said this is the year <laughs> that I order the Dave box. Well, it, so, it is because I got, I got under 300 for the first time fucking forever. And like the 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 old the old crutches and stuff that I had no longer do anything for me. I just I'm not feeling it. I don't I don't like how I feel when I eat shit. And okay, this is great. That my next question was was exactly this. Is are, is it is it easier for you now? Is it like more natural to? Because I mean, it's always been a struggle. Discipline has always been a struggle for you. So is it now where? It's a more it's a more organic thing. Like, oh, I don't actually want to eat those chocolate covered potato chips. It, it, it's way easier. And when I do eat something bad, uh, it used to be that I would eat something bad and go, "Well, fuck that! I'm just going to continue to eat bad." Now, if I eat something bad, I don't eat anything else like the rest of the damn day because, like, it's just like, why why did I do that? And I'm just like, you know what? Fuck it! I'm not I'm not going to continue it. I'm not going to sabotage it. And I basically, I just don't like the way I feel. It has become, uh, you know, one, one of the, the eye-opening things, you know, like, because we went out to eat a lot over the past several years because it was just what, it costs a lot. And financially, it wasn't good. And what happened was it's like, because of the schedule and stuff, it was just easier to do than cooking. And, you know, everybody's got a different schedule and, you know, I just realized, like, because we only got once a week now, if, if that. And when we do, it's like I don't even fucking enjoy it. So it's like all all these things kind of adding up together just made it very fucking obvious what should have been obvious years ago. So 
So does this mean that we can continue to fuck with you on worst show ever? Because if you're, if you're, if you're doing well, then that means, (laughs) right. I mean, cause you know, Sean was like, well, we can't make worst show ever about Dave and his foibles, but I'm thinking we definitely have to at this point. Well, okay. This is, (laughs) or it just becomes part of the story studio podcast. Maybe that's a better way to put it. This is, this is my next thing that I'm really excited about actually is that once we get to that, um, that point at the end of quarter Mm -hmm. one and all of those obligations are, are over, um, all the private podcasts that we record for the stone table and all of these other little obligations will go away. And what we've talked about is just doing the one podcast to end them all. And that this show becomes where we talk about everything. And I, I really feel like we're going to get back to that. Like first couple of years, we just had so much fun doing the show but now we're so divided on all the different things that we have to do. And, oh, do we say this here? Do we say that there? You know, what story is most appropriate for this podcast versus and there won't be any more of that. Like, it's just one show where we're like, you know, three friends talking about story. And and, and, and dick jokes and Dave sparring with people at, at Target. <laughs> Yeah, it's just it'll be one show where we can. Can we put just call it train wreck? If it's <laughs> gonna be fine. one, if it's gonna be one show to rule them all, can you can you imagine Dave walking off with like the podcast and saying, "My precious." <laughs> yes, yes, I can. <laughs> but I, I do. I, I I am very much looking forward to that because I had a lot of fun doing that, and I'm sure that we'll collectively have a lot of fun. And I think that fun translates to the audience, like you know, immediately. I think if we have fun, they'll have fun. I could go back to a new one live again too. I know we talked about that. If we're doing just I, I one, just yeah, if we're one, just doing yeah. one podcast a week and it's, I mean, I don't know how you guys like for the schedule, but I do like ending the week with it and just, I would say do it live and just do it every week rather than yeah, trying to I would do two. Look and, into like, um, like a, a platform like Twitch and say like, okay, you know, <laughs> you know, where will I want we to do that in? one where people can pop in spontaneously and we, we used to see that. <laughs> That was so awkward. That was that was pretty cool. Um, I especially when it was someone from a, another country and <laughs> like very confused. Right? They were they were like, always what confused. What is going on here? What is going on? It is it is a podcast. Um, <laughs> yeah. So one of the another thing that I'm I'm going to give a big answer to this is the thing that that I'm really excited about in terms of this year is because what's new is the the. the sort of the pure focus on story, the the permission, as it were, to focus on story. Like we've always, well, we got that, but we got to do this other stuff too. But on top of that, I think that this is the year. Um, it feels ahead of schedule. No, it doesn't feel ahead of schedule. It feels in advance of what we planned, but but kind of going heavy into the Hollywood side of things. Um, I think we, we've probably got eight something strong, like strong leads, strong sort of things that are, that are in the water right now. Um, options sold, options going to be sold. We're, um, uh, we're, we're writing a custom project that, that I wouldn't be shocked if we didn't see, I wouldn't be shocked if we saw production on this year. So, um, you know, a lot of planned trips, like we just planned another week long trip out to LA and there will be more. And so really delving deep on that sort of thing, because the idea of just, you know, you sell your IP, maybe you write something for it. Maybe you don't, maybe you just kind of stand back and you get to watch somebody else remix your idea and you could, you know, fly out and see people shooting on it. Like that's very exciting to me getting into that side more this year. And I, I think we'd be, I'd be very surprised if we didn't have like two things under production by the end of the year or something. Yeah, I would too. I think that for sure we saw something this year. I'd be really surprised. I'd be surprised and disappointed because we are so poised. Like, I mean, you know, if, if we don't have something, 
moving by December, I'm, I'm going to be like, okay, something went really wrong this year. Um, but but the I'm going to, for my last one, I'm going to get more specific on what, what Johnny was just saying. Um, because, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about all the Hollywood stuff. But specifically, I'm excited that we really are, uh, he alluded to this earlier with, um, yeah, you know, we can write to spec. And that's, you know, that's a special thing. And we are, we're, we're working with somebody right now. We had a call yesterday. Uh, we're going out there in, in February and, and we're just working on this project and it is probably looks like it's going to be a movie. And that's a really exciting looks thing. Looks like it's going to be a movie that might be literally shot this year. So yeah, that could be cool. Yeah. And, and we're, we're, we're part of every part of the project that, you know, the, we get to help conceive of the idea um, uh, write the script. I mean, the whole the whole nine yards. And I don't know what that's going to be like because we've never done anything like it before. But man, am I excited to figure it out? But it's but it's it. all leveraged and it's excitement driven. So what's happened in the past is when we did something like Stories to Go, which was an educational offering that you may have seen fly by. Um, that was the sort of thing. It wasn't scalable. It required like a sign. We were either going to do it or not. With the um, Gallery 2 launch, there was like one of Sean's famous Valentine's Days where it was like all hands on deck, nobody sleep, you know, and and that that's like a big thing. And we don't really know whether we like it or not. This is something where we're, we're working. Um, everything is leveraged. So like if we work on this this movie that Sean was just alluding to and nothing happens, okay, like we're going to write books anyway. So if we have a screenplay that we've written, a screenplay that didn't get sold, well, so what? We have a few of those and it's not like it takes us a long period of time. It doesn't require us to shift the entire business and hire people. Our, yeah, we um, don't need to have 10 people on staff to pull. Our downside out. is very low, right? Like, so some of these things might not work. Okay, fine. I get that. I'm realistic. But if they don't, it doesn't matter. It doesn't, when Stories to Go didn't work, it was a blow because we'd invested so much in it. There was so much sunk cost. And, and we had that, I mean, there was a time when our payroll was just ridiculous. And like every month was like, oh my God, how are we going to make payroll, <laughs> right? So we don't, we don't have to worry about that anymore, which means that we get to be more creative. Uh, I mean, even for Dave, Dave's not involved in the, those parts of the company at all. And yet the fact that those parts of the company exist gave him a lot of anxiety. And now yes. that he doesn't, <laughs> right? <laughs> Now that that's not part of the company, now that he knows that that Sterling and Stone is just story, it, it is just scripts and whatever we're doing, um, you know, books and Do you realize everything. we've taken like a five-year detour and ended up right back where Dave would have had to stay all along? Yes, yes. Dave, Dave was <laughs> right. But I think it makes Dave more interested in us and what we're doing. And, and you know, I, and I love that because I think Dave is, is just ridiculously talented. And I've wanted to mine those depths for a long time and it's been hard those so, dave nuggets those dave nuggets i think it's going to be much much easier this year to do the same thing uh, if you, so if you dave, order the dave box now you get two free dave nuggets i would like to order can i where did i sign up for the dave box i am serious <laughs> if, okay if i okay if I, give you, if I give you 99 dollars a month <laughs> will you send me a dave box oh i'll will send you, you a dave box yeah <laughs> all right Johnny, I think I think that's the sort of thing you, with the Dave Box program you have to pay to keep it from coming. <laughs> All right, Dave, do you have the, a third thing? The first Wait, month is free, a hundred dollars to stop after that. <laughs> Once <laughs> I, I like, have your address, that's a really good model. 
Uh, no, I, I thought I said three things. No, I don't have anything else at the moment. And so just well, whatever you said is more than we expected. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, really, we're, we're pushing the limit here of my optimism. <laughs> well, it's a, it's a great time to be a storyteller if you're a quality storyteller who approaches it like, you know, like it's a serious thing and like a business and like you should, um, because I do think the market's going to change. Um, I know nothing other than my own intuitions based on sort of what I seems necessary in the marketplace. It's hard for me to imagine that KU as it stands can exist much longer. I just think that that's a fundamentally bad deal for Amazon's customers. It's not another year. No yeah. Way. And, and, um, and so I think we're looking at a marketplace that's really going to change. Uh, what that means is harder to say, but, um, I think it's exciting for people who are doing this right. And I think that, um, one of the things, I don't think I mentioned this on Story Studio podcast, but I mentioned it on one of the Stone Table podcasts, is when Sean and I were in LA last time, we met somebody who's um, who's who's very connected, who's a decision maker, um, works for people whose, whose names you would know, big names. And um, one of the things he said that stuck with me is, is we were talking about money for, you know, anytime you get a, a production you want to put together, you want to make season one of something or other, make a movie, you got to go, it's like, forming a little entrepreneurship. You need to go get the funding and, and pay out. It's, it's a little business. And, um, we were talking about that. And he, what he said was, he said, he like almost jokingly, like I was saying something naive. It he was wasn't like, aside. yeah, he was like, he was like, money is not the problem. He said, the problem is finding good, finding good stories, finding enough good stories. And I'm just sitting there like, oh, well we got like, that's easy. That's easy. We have stories falling out the ass. And so we are living in a world right now where there is this hunger for story and there is budget to pack it up. There's some big deals happening in all sorts of streaming media and movies and media conglomerates. And so this is a time that it, it's very exciting, but not in a flash in the pan sort of get rich quick way, which honestly it's still been for the past handful of years. Well, yeah, to that point, if you there's a lot of books that have just crushed it in how much they've sold, but they would never get made into anything because there's not enough depth there. There's they're they're good at selling on Amazon, but they're not good at being stories that would be adapted. So like I'm sure that there are books in the algorithm AI kind of churn that have totally outsold Bird Box. Because Bird Box before the Netflix thing was not a juggernaut of a book. It was a traditionally published book that did modestly well. Um, you know, but there's been a lot of indie stuff that has way outperformed that that would never get adapted because it just doesn't hold up. And so if you're, when we first started this whole thing, it was, the argument was, hey, um, you know, a, and we said this, we said this within, I think, the first couple of shows that a, a good marketer who is an average mm -hmm. writer is going to outperform a great storyteller who doesn't know anything about marketing. And that's definitely born true over the last six years or so. But that's, that's starting to change because the market correction is there. It's taking a while and it's going to take a little bit longer, but what we have now isn't sustainable. And if you're the kind of author who's looking forward and saying, I want a career where I am in film and television, or I do have those readers who are going to stick with me for 10 years, then you've got to step up your storytelling game. All right. Um, so that's the looking forward to 2019. That's some cool stuff. I'm excited. And thanks for everybody for listening and joining us on this one. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Happy New Year. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Story Studio Podcast. 
You're invited to join us at the final Smarter Artist Summit on February 18th and 19th in Austin, Texas. Authors and publishing experts from around the world will join us to teach you strategies that will outlast the what's working yesterday tactics everyone else is talking about. Attendance is limited, so reserve your spot at SmarterArtistSummit.com now.